The Fake Show Podcast is brought to you by the law firm of Hutchison & Stefan, the Craft House Brewery, now with two locations, the Tone Factory Recording Studio, Moonshot.com T-Shirt Designs, Mr. Antenna, and by Banger Brewing in downtown Las Vegas. Now your host, Jim Tofty. Actress Mary Lou Henner is amazing, and not just because she was on Taxi, one of the greatest sitcoms in the history of television, but also because of this rare thing she has called total recall memory that allows her to remember every single day of her life. I've got Mary Lou on the line right now to talk about that and all of her interesting upcoming projects. Love talking to you. I just heard you were coming back to Vegas. We met in person when I was doing the morning show at KKLZ. It was probably in 1999. Uh, It was when I was doing Chicago. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Summer of 99. I had such a great time. They had to, you know, at first I didn't want to go to Vegas because I have two little boys at the time, you know, and three and a half and five. And I thought, oh, do I really want to? spend the summer in Vegas. And then they had to rip me away from Vegas because I didn't want to leave. I'm coming there Monday with the whole gang. That's fantastic to hear. Uh, You have highly superior autobiographical memory. Why do you have it and most of us don't? (laughs) I don't know. It's so random. (laughs) I mean, I'm telling you, sometimes twins have, uh, one has it and one doesn't. It's really bizarre. They're doing a lot of testing on it. We're part of research for Alzheimer's and dementia. They've wired me, put me through an MRI. They've taken 300 measurements of my brain and found nine areas 10 times larger than the normal brain. I'm pretty crazy. But I'm, you know, I'm constantly uh, part of the research, and I've already signed papers to donate my brain when I die, and you know, and everything. It's so funny because my brother said, "Wait a minute, you're, they're gonna, they're gonna forget it, Mayor. They're gonna be saying we got Nardo on the table over there." <laughs> <laughs> you know, are there some people who are H Sam who find it uh, to be more of a burden? I know. Oh, a lot of people feel like they, they, they can't function. But I've, it's always just been a part of me. I mean, it's a big part of me, but I've always used it. For, well, first of all, people have said to me, my daughter has it, my nephew, my grandson, whatever. I always say, get them into acting class because they'll learn to celebrate it. As an actor, you want to use those memories. You want to be able to recall things. You know, so it makes a big difference when you do. And so when you embrace it, which I really feel like I have, and plus, I grew up one of six kids, and when you're one of six, you're like a litter. So you are excited for anything that differentiates you from your brothers and sisters, you know. Does it have a good effect on you when it comes to memorizing lines for parts? Well, that's one of the questions people always ask me. That's actually two-dimensional because it's like photographic memory. And for me, I'll remember not only the lines, I'll remember what the weather was like, what I was wearing, what the character's life reminds me of in my own life, that kind of thing. So it's a very like three-dimensional experiential memory rather than just two-dimensional. Well, congratulations on another Aurora Tea Garden mystery. You actually, I heard, quarantined with Candace Cameron Bure. I did. Oh, my gosh. So a week before we were supposed to leave um, during the pandemic to, to start the first one, I had a dream that she and I roomed together, and she said, oh, let's try that. So we did, and within 24 hours, we were saying, we're doing this the rest of our life. You know, we're <laughs> Even when we don't have to quarantine, we're going to stay together in an Airbnb. And we just had such a great time that we did four of them. We did shot four Aurora Tea Gardens, and then we both did two other movies. So I shot six movies during the pandemic and felt very, feel very lucky that I was able to work because a lot of people, they weren't able to do anything. And so I'm very grateful that 
that I have this wonderful hallmark uh, job where that I love so much with people I love because it's like a little, um, you know, it's like a little repertory company, and we just all get along so well because we've been doing it. We've been doing shooting since um, 2014. So, wow. Well, what was auditioning for, and then getting the part as Elaine on Taxi like that? Because that was certainly a moment in your life. Well, this is so interesting. I had moved to, to Los Angeles the year before Taxi started. I had moved to Los Angeles um, to shoot a movie called Blood Brothers with opposite Richard Gere, whom I knew from the Grease family because I'd been connected right. to Grease. I did the original company and Broadway and everything else. Anyway, so um, I was here and I met a casting director who kept bringing me in for jobs. And he brought me in for Taxi, but I was 10 years younger than they wanted. They wanted Elaine to have a 16-year-old daughter. I was 25 at the time not biologically capable of having a 16-year-old daughter, but he kept saying, guys, change the character a bit because this is the girl. She can hold her own with the guys. You believe that she's in the art world, you know, and she's got a sass to her and she's very comfortable around men and everything else. And I was auditioning with all these much older actresses, but I got the job and it was such a golden time in all of our lives. I see these guys. We are about to do our 11th Zoom together. I talked to Tony yesterday. I talked to Judd yesterday. I talked to Jim Brooks yesterday. We are all so close. We've done a bunch of Zooms because we fell in love with the idea of, you know, we can't always get in the same room, but we can certainly get on the same screen. So we do a Zoom every two months. How fun. And and I know I, I've heard stories, uh, Mary Lou, about how long and hard the audience laughed when Danny DeVito walked down from that cage for the first time. And it was such a visually funny thing because, oh, he's not six feet tall, is he? <laughs> Rieger, you know, it's Alex Rieger. That was uh, yeah. just, just first of all, that was supposed to be a minor character. It was supposed to be only seven out of thirteen episodes, you know. So that's kind of like a recurring character, but they didn't think he was good. And when Danny walked out of that cage, a star was born, you know. And he tells the best story about getting the job because he auditioned. It was his last paycheck for unemployment. He had his last clean shirt. He had ten dollars in his pocket. He walked in with the paper in his hand, you know, the script in his hand. He said, okay, before we began, begin, who wrote this? You know. And, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, who wrote this? Right. And people went crazy, and they offered him the, the job on the spot. And he became yeah. a superstar from it. I always say that he was the one totally indispensable character on Taxi. Yeah, as, as disgusting as his character could be, he was really the heart of the show in some ways, wasn't he? Totally. And no matter how far they took him out, either in the, the sweet Dan, the sweet Louie or the rotten Louie, they always tethered him right back to the reality of you know who he was. I mean, the classic scene, he won an, a, a, an Emmy for this, the scene, um, I mean, the, the show where he pokes, you know, he peeps, it, it, he's got like a peephole and watches me in the bathroom change clothes. And so I poke <laughs> his eye out because I realize that he's there. And he, gets, he loses his job. And he is so, you know, I mean, he's so like, uh, he, he does this incredible scene describing what it was like to go shop in the Huskies department and the sound of corduroy <laughs> of the pants and the mother's laughing at him because of his size and all this other stuff. Right. And he breaks your heart. And we both were crying during the scene. And then, of course, we give each other a hug, but then he grabs my ass. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, <laughs> they always had Danny you know, go too far, you know what I mean? So he always went back to Louie. 
My favorite episode was with him where we settle a shop, uh, we, we settle a strike. I'm the shop steward. We settle a strike and I go on a date with him. And that by far is my favorite episode. I remember Tony Danza saying that when Taxi was canceled and it seemed a bit premature that Danny sort of resurrected it by appearing on SNL and had the whole cast on with him. And that, and that kind of brought the whole thing back again for another season. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That was May the 15th of 82. He was, he was the host of Saturday Night Live and he, you know, came, we, he said we never got to take our final bow. So we went out and took a final bow and Grant Tinker, who had just taken over NBC at the time, he saw us and thought, I'm going to give it another year. And so he picked it up again and he put it on the same night that we were on, which was uh, Thursday at 9.30 at that time, and the whole campaign was same time, better station, you know, better network. Same time, better network. Yeah. Well, and of course, you were in the uh, the wonderful cast of Evening Shade with your friend Burt Reynolds, and you have said before that it was probably because you never had an affair with him that he cast you on the show. <laughs> Oh, I got to work with him five times, so that was a pretty good sign. You know, sometimes you, 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 you know, you have an affair with somebody. Of course, I've worked with a lot of people that I've had wonderful relationships with over and over again, you know. So, yeah, we've worked with them over and over again. And, you know, sometimes, it, but, but with Bert, who knows, you know, how other, his, the other women in his life might have felt about it. But we just got along so well. In fact, the very first day, that I met Bert, he called me that night, offered me a movie, and offered me a job at, you know, a summer sort of theater gig at his Burt Reynolds Dinner Theater. And then every couple of years, he'd call me, and I'd work with him again. And then when he called me for Evening Shade, he said, I want you to play my wife. And we had such a wonderful chemistry. He's, oh, losing Bert was devastating. Yeah, and, and that had to be like an acting class, especially for younger actors, because there were, there were so many great legendary people on that show. I mean, the only tiny, tiny thing that I was bringing to the table is I had been the only one who did a sitcom before. So I was like, yeah, this is how you do it. But, oh, my gosh, can I sit at your feet and just study how you, you know, master yeah. that moment? I mean, Hal Holbrook playing my father genius, never caught him acting. I mean, Ossie Davis, Charlie Durning, master comedian, Michael Jeter, unbelievable physical comedian, Elizabeth Ashley, Annie Wedgworth. I mean, so great. So great. And everybody's gone except for Elizabeth Ashley and me. We're we're the only two that are still alive, which is so sad. Everybody way too young. Well, and I know know you're as busy as ever. You're doing your uh, cabaret act in New York City at 54 Below and Bucks County Playhouse. July 14th in New York and then July 28th, 29th until um, August 15th at Bucks County Playhouse, which is such a magical place. And the new Aurora Tea Garden Mystery on Hallmark. Please stay well, Mary Lou, and we're glad you're coming back to Vegas just to enjoy yourself. What's what's open now that's really fun to see? Because there's not a lot open, is there? Everything is pretty much open. I mean, there are there are some Cirque shows that are going again, and some concerts here and there, and and some comedy clubs. It's it's slowly coming back up. Make sure you're indoors though, because we're actually going to be up in the teens this week, this coming week. Yeah. <laughs> Mary Lou, always great to talk to you. Thanks so much for joining me. Thank you so much. Take care. She is so full of energy, and she seems more than happy to help the medical community learn more about her total recall memory. Well, that does it for this episode of The Fake Show Podcast. Thanks for listening. I'm Jim Tofty, and I'll see you next time. Listen to The Fake Show anywhere on SoundCloud, Stitcher.
Stitcher, iTunes, and thefakeshow.com. 